Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bachelor Podcast after a historic finale. Uh, my name is Ryan Jones, joined as always by Katie Wade. Hello, Katie. Hello. We made it. We made it, and we have a special guest, uh, our good friend, frequenter of the program over the years, Emily Sands. Hi, Emily. How are you? Great. We were just talking beforehand <laughs> about how you don't watch the show live, and I think that's sort of a lot of us. This had that rare feeling of, well, I can't watch it on delay. Something's going to happen, and I need to know what it's going to be. I watched the for our yesterday's episode today during the day, and I was like, oh, I need to tune in tonight to find out what happens tonight, like the hype. It was real. Yeah, and we get it every year. The This is the most dramatic finale of all time, and we always mock it because it never is. But this might have been. This took the cake, I think. The only thing that it reminded me of slightly was the whole Ari, Lauren, Becca situation. Just because of the whole The Bachelor handling it incredibly poorly thing that happened. Having a little bit of flashbacks of that, but I think that this was messier. It, it was messy is the right word. And I think we need to start in the middle of that mess, which is the beginning of this massive four hours. They clearly decided in a meeting, this is, this is the name we want to go with, the rose ceremony from hell. And Jesse kept hammering that. As ridiculous as it sounded, I don't know that we could quite argue that. Didn't no, I mean, fit. it was a pretty accurate, <laughs> a pretty accurate name for, for that night. For everyone involved. Honestly. Yes, it really was. And, you know, viewers included. Yes, that's a fact. When you had the women arriving, Gabby and Rachel, and then they're looking around, well, where's Susie? Where's Susie? Which sort of becomes a refrain for the next four hours of where's Susie? Because even when she wasn't there, she was sort of the, the elephant in the room, if you will. Once we got to the, the rose ceremony from hell, Katie, what was the one thing, start to finish, that was the biggest cringe factor for you? These whole two nights was just, the entire thing was so cringy. It was hard to keep watching at some points because you were like, you know, you knew exactly where he was going with each thing. And you're like, please don't do that. Like, you can't be serious about doing that. But then he went and did it. The most cringy of that rose ceremony, when he somehow got Gabby to stay. I think that was pretty cringy. She was always such like a strong presence and she knew exactly what she wanted all the time. She was straightforward with Clayton about, 
you know, how she was, how she felt about him being with other girls and everything. And then all of a sudden she was just like, okay, fine, I'll stay. They brought it up in the second episode, but I kept thinking it in the first is that he told Susie that he loved her the most. And then he's like, it's just whoever I love the most at the end. And Gabby calls him on it. He spins some crazy web that somehow, to Katie's point, Gabby goes, all right, I guess, and stays. But he was kind of full of it, the whole explanation. It was really a ranking. It did feel competition-like. And that was super cringy to me. Because I do think that you can fall in love with multiple people. You're in such a unique situation. Um, and you can feel love in different ways, but he just knew that he loved Susie more. Even in the past episodes, he was like, I know I'm going into this and I'm in love with Susie and I could get there with Gabby and I could get there with Rachel. And then he kind of retracts it. Yeah, and I think that's the important point to make, though, is that the fact that he specifically said more or the most to her, like, that was his biggest mistake. I don't think it would have been, I mean, it was still pretty bad how everything panned out, but I don't think it would have been that horrible if he had used the more and most. You, you do have, yeah, I feel differently for you or for you or for you, or cause just because they're like, different relationships. Like, exactly. They can be different and that's what they're supposed to be. But once mm-hmm. you start saying, oh, well, this is more than this. And it was super bizarre, and especially for him. And so for me, the most cringy part was actually the scene that we saw since day one, which was him standing in front of them and saying, I, I was in love with her. I'm in love with both of you. Oh, and by the way, I was intimate with both of you. Like, The idea of needing, and this became a theme, the idea of needing to tell those two at the same time, like how can you not have individual conversations, pull them aside? Because I guarantee you, and and the fact that you're saying you're being transparent when it's the exact opposite, because you're leaving out that little part of, oh, by the way, I told Susie that I love her the most. You weren't 100% transparent. Exactly. But how do you not pull each one of them aside and explain the situation and say, yeah, if you want to tell everybody who you had sex with, that's fine. But you know each of their reactions would be totally different, too. It's just an extra level of, like, driving the stake through the heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was I. It was funny because when I watched... So I also watched this episode today, earlier this afternoon, because I didn't want to watch all four hours in a row because that's a little, like, I, I'm not that... Brain would turn to mush. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Um, but I did watch it. I felt like I needed to, it sounded like I needed to watch these four like pretty close together. Um, but it's kind of like when he was basically begging Gabby and Rachel to stay, it was almost as if he didn't even consider the fact that Susie was still an option. So mm-hmm. I I felt like he was trying to save Gabby and Rachel like, okay, there's one of us is going to be at the end of this. I'm falling in love with both of you. It has to be one of you. Like it has to be one of you in the end, but I want to tell you this is when it went through. And then it like clicked like towards the end and into this episode that, Oh wait, like, why don't I just go after Susie? Like, it was like almost like a light went off in his head. Like, wait, it doesn't have to be one of these two girls. Like, what if I just, what if it's neither and I just go find Susie again? And then that's when it just spiraled into Susie, 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 Susie. 
Like, I don't want anything with Rachel and Gabby anymore. It has to be Susie. And I don't know. It could have been, like, editing that way. Of course. Because Susie, I mean, obviously she was mentioned in when the the rose ceremony from hell. Um, But she never, he never talked about Susie that much in the first half of that first episode. And then all of a sudden it was like he came to, or a producer said, what about Susie? Like it could still be her. And then I think that's where it just got out of control. Yeah. I think we could have avoided so many of these just roving trash fires by a, obviously him not, saying Being the bachelor. most well that too i mean we knew that from the beginning <laughs> him not saying most and then if gabby and you know we all like gabby and we'll talk about gabby in a bit you know of her new journey you can drink but the if she would have just stuck to her guns and walked out and not let him talk her into staying because i feel like if she would have left you saw what that did to rachel be like I'm the only one left sort of by default. And I yeah, feel like, like she I don't know would if have I been left. Be here anymore. <laughs> exactly. I feel like she would have left. And then we, it could have been a little, a lot cleaner version of, okay, now I'm going to go after Susie because listen, for all the crap, there's nothing wrong with him deciding, you know what? This is the one person we can argue about the order and how he handled fantasy suites, because if we're thinking he knew before then fine, but he could have just not had that rose ceremony and instead individually told them, you know what? I, I It's got to be Susie or bust. I realize it now. I'm sorry. Hate me, yell at me, whatever, but I'm sorry. Don't meet my family. Don't do any of that. He like so many other things on this show. He could have handled it so much yeah. better. Yeah. It's like he looked at the hole that he was digging and was like, oh, this isn't deep enough. Like that's what <laughs> exactly. Well, that's what that's what I meant. Like about maybe like there's something that oh, it could still be her because I mean I guess you would say why would you put them through a whole meeting of the family? But then again, it's him, so <laughs> that, that's a reason in itself, I guess. But well, and that's the thing at the beginning of the the family dates, I actually started to think like okay. Obviously, he puts his foot in his mouth a lot. So he could have, because we knew he was so caught off guard with the Susie stuff, maybe he didn't actually mean to say the most and was just sort of rambling to say things to get her to stay. Because like you, I'm thinking, well, he's not only is he arguing with them like, no, please stay. Oh, my God, this is worth fighting. But then you're meeting the family and he's arguing to the family at the beginning. No, this it could be one of these, this could be your daughter-in-law, the whole thing. So I even bought in and started thinking, you know what? It's just a slip of the tongue, an awful one, but a slip of the tongue. Maybe it really could be one of these two. And then in perfect Clayton fashion, as soon as the dates are over and his parents have now accepted them and said, all right, you got a great choice between these two. Yeah, let's do this. Immediately. Well, it's funny you should say that because (laughs) I don't really want either of them anymore. Because I actually don't love either of them anymore. Overnight. <laughs> it just, And not even overnight, like within an hour. Because oh, he, yeah. they have the second family date and you think everything's great. And then all of a sudden it's like, but this, re- the, this day went so well. It really reminds me that it's Susie that I really want. 
oh my god in a season of face palms like how does how does it get worse than i mean it does get worse than that but how could it get worse than that is what i'm thinking in the moment i know those poor girls they end up both taking the roses and going to meet the families and you're thinking okay we're back on track then he throws the wrench in of no it's susie so okay well we need to break up again he has a chance again to to handle this so much better his wrongs right one of his many wrongs can can we even come up with any sort of scenario in which it would seem like a good idea of like this was went over so well three days ago i'm gonna try it again and break up with them in a group setting yeah no the only thing i could think of was it would be trying to understand how his mind worked um (laughs) would be that he thought this would just be like a like a faster like let's just get this over with so i can move on and figure out what's gonna happen with Susie if there's even anything there um so that's my only thing was like yeah let's just get this done it can be try to make this as quick and harmless as possible but i mean it obviously backfired i just think it's interesting both times too that They played out the same exact way with Gabby running off, him chasing Gabby, him trying to justify himself. And there's always a but after every single one of his apologies or I'm sorry I made you feel that way. That's like my least favorite phrase in the entire world. When That's not an apology. You don't make someone feel some way. They feel that way and you're at fault for it. It, There's a completely different tone to that. But that aside, he chases Gabby both times she gives it to him both times and then there's poor Rachel sitting there like so devoted and I can't so I don't know I have a harder time I'm like a Gabby stan I already said that but I have a harder time justifying what he did to Rachel because she's clearly so in it for him to think it's okay to from the beginning yeah like exactly she was like a hundred percent fully ready to do this whole quote unquote journey process, whatever you want to call it. And she gave it all like from, from day one. Right. And was very clear. was very transparent in his words about her feelings. And then she is like pouring her heart out to him. And she's the only one who stands by him when he's making a fool of himself and handling things so poorly. And then he does it to her twice. Like, it's just. And even right up to the end. Like, she's like, are you sure? Are you sure you're going to put me in this car? Like, you you are going to realize this is a mistake. Like, are you sure? Like, what if he was like, no. Well, and that's the I'm thing. The sure. fact that he kept asking, you know, I want someone to, to fight for me. And, and that was one of his biggest issues with Susie when they first had the, you know, the ultimatum argument was, and it, it does... We talked about it last week, but it does help to know that that conversation went on for three hours and was edited down. So, like, I I understood, and that was sort of why I was sort of defending him last week in a little bit, is because sometimes it's it's hard to put ourselves in those shoes because we see it in twenty minutes. We're like, well, think about him being told no for three hours, and then right. thinking, well, she just wants to be the bachelorette, and so that's where I was thinking. But then his final beginning and final argument was, why won't you fight? Why won't you fight? Rachel was literally fighting, like she's every falling, step of the way. 
been broken yep. up with like basically twice now and is still broken up with yeah exactly and is still fighting for their relationship and so i get where the anger that we'll talk about in a little bit comes from because in her mind well how could it not be me of course it's me i'm here i i thought i knew you were here and it was definitely going to be us and she's been shattered in a million pieces she's pulling it together and being like well but how about now yeah right <laughs> well that just shows like how like she was at that was real love like for her like she was like i said a hundred percent in it but just how she her reactions to everything and her expressions and her um her reactions to everything that was said you could just like she, that was love like that was a hundred she was all in a hundred percent in love with him and yeah. that's what you would do to someone you're in love with like you would try to protect them and you would be there and Have i don't know no that's what. yeah like you could tell from even <laughs> even all the way up to um after the final rose like all of her emotions like she was that was real love for her a hundred percent which just makes me think of like previous seasons both bachelor and bachelorette where someone expressed love to the lead and then that lead didn't feel it back and so they sent them home and those are all awkward and whatever but i just don't understand how he didn't do that in this situation because clearly she was way more into him than he was into her Right. I mean, I think it was very physical between them. And so maybe he was just, you know, thinking with a different part of his body. But I I just, <laughs> that was my best way of phrasing it. But I, I just don't understand how he could say he loved someone, even if he felt like he was in love with her at the time, and then see her like devotion and just think that it was a level playing field and it's okay to keep keep her there. I, I just don't. Yeah, the way he, get, he sent her home, like, his expression sending her home was like a week three week yeah. four like she said so, you he, know he didn't even I, i've known you for a few weeks i thought there was something there's not like i wish you the best bye yeah <laughs> like, it was all just so bizarre and but just for a side i want to take us to a sidebar here for one second um to make everyone feel like they're they're at a work meeting so for some reason in the middle of all this and I was, I just, it boggled my mind. Out of nowhere, everyone starts attacking Ben Higgins. So basically, it's almost like sins of the father type thing. It's like, mm -hmm. well, you started this where you said, I love you to multiple people and shame on you as if he can control what this doofus is doing <laughs> night in and night out. Like, can we just give Ben a break for, for just a second because Seriously. while it's that, not his fault <laughs> that might have led us down some very bad roads on this franchise it's still the future bachelor and bachelorette's decisions of what they want to do so he, like he literally said I, i'm sitting in bed watching the news and people are just like destroying me because yeah. i'm an easy target and it's like i think we can give the dude a break at this point because he actually yeah. Leave Ben out of this. You want to have a problem with him saying it, fine. But at least he handled it in a as mo as respectful as a way as you can in this situation, as opposed to Clayton, who clearly doesn't really know how to handle anything in a respectful way. Well, yeah. So that's all. I just want just wanted to throw that out there. Like, guys, let's 
Yeah, okay. he's dumb on him. It's not his fault. Let's not Why take out Ben. I mean, and it was only two people versus three. There wasn't a clear leader. I'm just saying I, I'm team Ben on this too. Um, because I think that in order to progress a relationship, you should talk about how you actually feel. I feel like it, I what? get, I get, yeah, crazy. I get that's, that's where they're drawing statement. the synergies because Clayton said, I love you to multiple people. And Ben said, I love you to multiple people. Like that's not a genius thing to figure out. Um, that there's a similarity there, but that's where the similarity ends, in my opinion. Amen. Thank you. And I hope the, the everyone listening just backs backs the truck up a little, like, and not over Ben, away from Ben. Like, let's let's yeah. give him a break. <laughs> not um, not but I, wanted, I wanted to get up, get back to these individual breakups, which started as a group breakup, because, it, it, you know, we talked about how Rachel was fighting until the very end, and the you could tell the clear difference with Gabby, who, as soon as he said it, she was done. Like you could, you could just out goodbye, Pete, like deuces. I have nothing to say to you. Goodbye. And just walks out. Mm -hmm. And even when he wants to walk her out, it's her response was beautiful. Short, sweet, and perfect. Just such a good facial reaction too. Yeah. Are you kidding me? She had no doubts about where she was at that moment. Um, and so considering where they were, you know, again, I think they said what, four months ago and where they were then on the couch, do you think both of them lined up with sort of their, their hot seats? I think, yeah, with Gabby, I think, um, I I think she got her chance to say, everything that she really wanted to say back in Iceland. And I think she did a great job at getting to the, her real state of emotion instead of just being upset. I think as soon as he said that he was breaking up with them, she was just like, okay, yeah, (laughs) this is wild. Like I'm, (laughs) I can't do this anymore. And just walked out. I think she was able to tell him, with with the sadness but mostly the anger of what she was feeling and she basically just reiterated it at the um after the final rose so i think whereas rachel it was all sadness and like are you sure like this is love like are are you sure you're putting me in this car right now like what we had was so real and kind of almost begging him to take her back in that one moment and after the final rose, it was just like, no, I have no feelings for you. Like what you did was so wrong. It's over between us, whatever. Like let's next question, basically. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's where they were different. But Gabby, I think it lined up pretty well. Just it was she never she didn't really have anything new to say at, after the final rose, which is good. That means she really had no no regrets in what happened in Iceland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that Gabby, my favorite thing about Gabby is so, like, she's so articulate and the way that she says things is just, I don't know. It's just so clear, like how, mm-hmm. what she means it's intentional. Um, and I don't know. She just stands by her words. Um, and then I think the only thing that was different with the, after the final rose was that 
she was like, you didn't give me all of this information. And she got to see it played back. And so she had an understanding of exactly what he was saying to Susie, exactly what he was saying to Rachel. And even though most of the time her her and Rachel were (laughs) in the same room during the conversation, like it solidified everything that she had said and felt. She dodged a bullet. Yeah, but I completely agree with you. I think that she said her piece in Iceland and Rachel never had the chance to say her piece because she was just like double heartbroken twice and in a row. And she was trying to hold on to it as long as she could to see like, I can still yeah. turn it around. I can still yeah, turn and I think it around. That's, I think that's rare too when you're, you're broken up in a situation like that, that you have everything that you want to say and you had you have your chance to say it right then and there. And not have to wait and think about your real feelings for, you know, the after show. So good for her. And, you know, and Gabby and both of them, but Gabby specifically obviously came, you know, with the guns blazing of like, I've got my applause lines ready. You know, you can always tell when they sit down, like the stuff that they work on beforehand. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is going to. And she had a couple early that she you could tell she was expecting applause and Mm -hmm. didn't get it. And did it. But then she she brought the house down at the end because then of course everybody got it like oh yeah I forgot it she's awesome he's a tool all right no never mind all right yeah yeah now we get it and yeah it was obviously just talking about what she didn't know and like it was bad enough and it just was made worse by watching what I thought was just us as an afterthought now uh, you know every obviously hindsight's twenty twenty but it was just it was still I thought in the same tone of just like yeah i'm done with you whatever god bless like as opposed to then rachel who was i mean you want to talk about going scorched earth yeah that that was rachel she was vicious yeah i mean he deserved it but she was vicious well and that's the thing is i did at times feel bad for him and i know i shouldn't but it was like it was just such a like barrage and none of it but the thing is none of it was untrue and none of it was unwarranted. So I probably shouldn't have, but it almost felt like he's 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 down, he's out. Like you can stop kicking him in the head now. But yeah. as you saw um, the audience multiple times, not just when they were talking, but then the Susie breakup, like the whole place applauded. So like mm-hmm. they had the fans behind them of, yes, keep like, finish him. Yeah. I think no, I agree definitely, too because yeah. I, I agree because I thought like I did at some some points of this episode, I honestly did feel bad for, I don't know about him, but for the situation that he's in. Because, I mean, people think of this as such a, like a real life, realistic situation. And it's not, it's like not reality, <laughs> even though it's a reality show, like it's completely different. And and I I do really think he is a genuine person. I think he honestly just didn't know what he wanted. And all of a sudden he had to make all these decisions in basically one week, maybe two, probably one, um, and have a camera in his face while he did it. Like just the time crunch alone. And I'm not saying I'm not defending him on this episode because <laughs> um, everything that he did and how he went about it was was wrong. And I do believe that. But like I saw so many like articles and social media saying like, move over Juan Pablo, like this is the worst bachelor ever. And like, 
Juan Pablo just wasn't a genuine person. Like he was, he in my book is still probably the worst bachelor. Um, but I honestly do think Clayton is a genuine person. He was just not in a great situation and he had no idea what he wanted. Like he wasn't ready for the end of this journey. He needed like, like a couple more weeks, maybe <laughs> a couple maybe more months, I think. Right in a row. Like I, I did, I felt bad for the situation he was in and not, I don't feel bad for him because he didn't handle it well. Um, but it's just, it's not like people judge him on this being like a real relationship and you're caught with three people. Like it's not real, <laughs> but um, again, not defending his, him and his actions. I just think the situation he was in was just he wasn't ready for it to, to come up so fast. Yeah, I agree. And I think, so I think that the audience was cheering a lot when he was getting a taste of his own medicine, basically. And I think that's what they wanted. And I liked seeing it personally, but I do, I did actually feel bad for him because while I feel like he's old enough to have gone through this, um, he did mention that he grew in two months, what like five years of growth is. And I do agree with that because I just think back to like my college relationships. Like I was not the person that I am now, obviously I've been married, but I, I definitely made mistakes that I would never do now. And I did have time to figure it out. And um, it wasn't so condensed and it wasn't on national television with cameras in my face. <laughs> um, so I do, get that he had to do a lot of growing in a short period of time do I think that he probably should have done that growing in his own time (laughs) a little bit earlier in his life before being the bachelor yes do I think that he should have um, thought about that before creating so much collateral damage yes but I do understand where he's coming from as far as needing to grow and become a better person and and the show doing that for him but also you signed up for this. So yeah. like you knew that this was only whatever a couple months or however long it actually is. And I think but I don't think he knew clearly that he had um, these these huge blind spots. Yeah. And it wasn't until he watched this back because you could tell in the moment that he thought he was doing everything. Oh no, this is go- this is going swimmingly. And so I think it was probably him watching it back was such a huge part, much like the women, as you could tell, like, they're like, oh, yeah, this is completely different now that we see everything. Um, So I think that was part of it. And I don't, it's easy to pile on him. And he was largely awful these last few weeks, but, uh, and most of the season, to be honest. But I don't, I agree. I don't think it was, there was anything malicious. I don't think it was a malice thing. Like, I don't think it's like Ari, where Ari proposed to the person he didn't want to propose to, yeah. then kept dating that person, the then choice. yeah, then set up us like the yeah. cameras to let him break up oh, with her after cringeworthy after months of being together and blind like you want to talk about blind sides, which we you know yeah. Rachel mentioned a couple times. That is a malicious just blindside by a trash yeah. human being. I think Clayton was just in over his head. He made a lot yeah. of really crappy decisions. And I do honestly believe him, A, when he said he wasn't making these choices 
to actually hurt someone. People just happen. And that he has, you know, when he, whether you want to say five years or whatever, but I do think he's taken leaps and bounds from not only going through this, but then watching it and having to take our comments every week and just getting destroyed. I think that's all helped him. Whereas I just think, you know, someone like Ari, who was clearly just a bad person. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I honestly do not think he's, he's a bad person. It was just not the best situation for him to be in at the end of his journey. So and I did see something that I forgot who said it. I think it was someone from Bachelor Nation that it was tough because he in Michelle's season wasn't in love with Michelle. So he didn't get that far. So he didn't, he wasn't able to fully put himself in the shoes that Gabby um, and Rachel uh, I saw that were too. in. And, and I totally agree with that. Like you, you can only empathize so far before it's just like completely out of your realm of personal experience. Yeah. And it probably would have been better if they chose someone. I mean, I'm sure you guys have talked about this, who was for a throw along in Michelle season, who did know what it was like to be in love with someone that multiple other people are in love with as well, who's the lead and then get shot down because I think then you would, be more empathetic and put yourself in their shoes a lot easier. Um, yeah. I don't think he made much of an effort at all to put himself into anyone's shoes. But no, I, I think, think that was the one thing easier. missing from his. Well, many things were missing from his brain, but that was the that was a big thing that Gabby definitely pointed out. Absolutely, and that experience is that's a great point because that was sort of Matt James's, and it wasn't even his own fault. Is they just plucked him out and said, "Well, we already." Clearly, they showed their hand like, well, you were always going to be our pick. So they threw him in there, and he had no idea how the process worked. So he was at the mercy. I mean, they're all at the mercy of the producers. But, like, if you've been through it, you know where you hopefully will know where to push back and make some better yeah. decisions. He didn't. Whereas, so Clayton really didn't have that much more experience than Matt did. And it just it showed week after week of him just blindly or seemingly – making these awful decisions and but that's a great point without the experience of knowing what they're going through it's easy for him clearly to just go off the rail and that now that i'm thinking about that i mean it's an obvious thing but it's just i wasn't thinking about it in the moment and that's you would like to think that let's say if he were one of michelle's final four yeah maybe he actually thinks twice before using some of the very big words that he wanted to shell out. And breaking yeah. up with multiple people in one, at one well, time. Yeah, multiple <laughs> times in the room yeah, um, after the first time didn't go so well. It just, um, yeah, no, I think that's, that's a great point. And he, he certainly missed the note so many times. Um, but we still, we were not going to get out of this show without, a proposal scene either way. So they were pretty clear about that. So I have no doubt they said, listen, Susie, I know we're, we're, you have a choice, but like you can say no to him, but instead of not showing up, like just go there, say no. Just and let us do away. our thing. <laughs> you know, we need to have the, the opening of the Neil Lane box. Like we got bills to pay. So <laughs> what did, what were each of your takes on the, quote-unquote proposal because clearly we never got to that point i mean not obviously not necessary but 
it, like you said, it, it needed, they needed to have, you know, that final scene of a proposal set up. Um, definitely not necessary. It could have been, you know, in a hotel room or it could have been in like, uh, with a nice Iceland ba backdrop, except it looked like it was like hurricane winds. Um, could have been an but, email. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been an email could have been a text but they don't have their phone so um yeah it could have just been a sit down in like a nice romantic fireplace background not sure it had to be a whole proposal scene in a ball gown mm -hmm. but <laughs> i mean my i agree with everything katie just said but I, my thing is i hated when he took the ring out like the box out and was just like this is how serious I am. <laughs> you look like an idiot right now. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, you guys haven't even had a conversation other than, hey, I want to get back together with you. And she goes, I don't know if I'm there. And now you're standing in front of her waving a ring box. Like, I, there's just hurdles. Like, like, you just, what are you yeah, doing? Like, I, I, don't, it, I don't know. I just, it seems like. Wait, not know, only like that, I, but they've never had an off-camera conversation because they never made it to right. Fantasy Suite. Right. So, like, you're you're going all in on this person that you haven't... Because, I mean, when you think of it, we've seen every conversation. I mean, yeah, editing, but, like, how much edited was really edited out if they had that much of a connection. Right. So we've seen, basically, we've been there from the beginning... And we've seen every conversation with fantasy suites. Like there's so much more. That's where the most important ones always happen because they're like, yeah. okay, finally, like, Hey, the stuff I can't say on camera X, Y, and Z. And yeah, know, for all the talk about what, what are your beliefs? Like, what do you, you know, what are your deal breakers? May I have sex with other women? <laughs> what do you, let's, let's talk about there's that. that. <laughs> and, but no, that's, I mean, those are the type of times where you can just like, okay, do you want an engagement? Do you want like lay everything out there? And so he instead he's yeah, throwing what's the, the timeline. Do you want to you want to end like in a relationship? Like, would you? <laughs> how would you feel if I proposed to you? Like, they never got that time. So, right. and then so he didn't like even I, aren't you even going to just open it up and be like, look how many carrots it is. <laughs> I know. Look yeah. how beautiful this is. It no, could have no, been an empty no. box. And I also <laughs> thought it was weird that he picked a ring with three diamonds. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. But I did, that's the, the first thing that I thought of. I was like, really? Like a diamond for each? Like, But you don't just remember the middle one is the biggest because that represents. Yeah, because I love you the most. The most so okay. this one's name. This one's name Susie in the middle. This is Rachel on this side. I noticed this is Gabby the on biggest. the other side. And the band is called Jesse. Like that's oh the God. first thing I noticed when I saw it. I was like, of all the Neil Lane <laughs> rings, you chose one with three diamonds. Oh uh, well, that is why you're the expert, plain and simple. That is that's brilliant. Um, that's why I get paid And I think I they did get to the important part of, and we thought leaving it without anything open ended because even when she made it clear, like yeah, I don't don't think you're my cup of tea. He made it very clear. Do you think this is something or not? Because if you say it's over, then that's or the only should I one. chase after someone else? Because <laughs> yeah. Gabby hasn't caught her flight yet. But so basically, it's like unless you say it is over, this isn't over to me. And she's like, "Yeah, buddy, it's over." <laughs> and 
So at this point, so we're, you know, getting to the very end. You're watching her say, I think it's over, and him standing in the rain, just getting poured on. Do you think where where do you think where do you think the ending is at this point? Obviously, we know where the road ended up, but what what's going through your mind as you watch him standing in the rain, just having just been rejected and the crowd going wild? I always think of with anyone being sent home or anything, I always consider call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. A possibility of someone coming back. And I said that last week. I, I remember saying that there is a possibility like maybe Susie comes back and there's that's not the end of because he seems so all in with Susie the end of last week that I was like he hasn't stopped talking about her so there has to be she has to come back at some point um so that's always in the back of my mind I I didn't really think about it until Jesse was like there's someone here and it's someone like you're not going to expect. And I was like, well, it's not Shanae. So. <laughs> so, she was there though, for some reason. I and know. we saw how we saw how Gabby and Rachel handled everything. It's not one of them. Like they didn't rekindle it. It's like, was it Kira? <laughs> because she shot her shot. But <laughs> I was like, I think uh, it, it has to, it has to be Susie. And I think he made it the point to be, <laughs> to say that she reached out to him. Like it wasn't like a, please come back to me. Like, like a, probably a um, Colton situation that with a restraining order. Um, I put a tracker on your car. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so he made it a point to say, you know, she reached out to me. We kind of rekindled everything started from the beginning. And, um, but once he kept saying it's someone like someone's back and they've rekindled, I was like, oh, well, it's Susie. So I wasn't surprised like when she actually walked out. Um, but yeah, to hear that, you know, after that, it like good thing he didn't move on too quickly, I guess, because <laughs> that would have been awkward or maybe he did. We don't know. <laughs> um, I agree. I, I mean, when I was watching his him standing there in the rain, I was honestly thinking 
God, I hope he's reflecting on this and going like, I totally messed this whole thing up. Like I should have just not slept with multiple people if I was so in love with Susie and then none of this would have happened. But clearly I do not think that is what was going through his head. I think he was just like obsessed, like thinking he lost the love of his life because that's clearly where his head space was at at that time. And then, yeah, Jesse kind of gave it away because you clearly saw that Rachel and Gabby were not yeah, it, having it. it. So yeah, it, wasn't, it, it had to be her. It had to be Susie. Um, and yeah, I'm kind of surprised, surprised, though, that that there weren't spoilers out there. And again, <laughs> we don't go searching for them, but even people that we follow on Twitter um, who do look at spoilers were like, oh, my God, I haven't seen any spoilers. And the fact that they kept teasing, no one knows how this is going to end. That was why last week and while he was sitting in the rain, I'm like, I finally got one right, is I thought, okay, he's going to when they sit on the couch together, he's going to make his pitch to Susie then live on TV to get back together. So I thought, all right. Yeah, out. Mm-hmm. Ex- yeah and sort of see if he would get shot down live. No Again. idea him standing there that they're going to rekindle in the time between. I was just like, okay, yep, he's he's alone and he's going to shoot his shot much like Kira did. Mm-hmm. Um, and judging by her exit, I'm guessing that she's going to say no. As we know... That's my boyfriend. Um, <laughs> thoughts on the 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 reunion or the reintroduction of the newly happy made up couple, whatever you want to call them. Um, I I do think that that they're they're in it together. Um, I think they're definitely in the the baby stages of. <laughs> being together um and it will be interesting since he's moving in with her in just a couple days moving across moving to Virginia um so that will definitely I mean that's when you really find out the the I mean Virginia is for lovers so I guess maybe I mean it could prove prove everyone everyone wrong she looked extra like Hannah Brown at the reunion definitely did I agree like she always, there was always that whole social media, like how much they looked alike. But this was like, this was extra. She definitely looked like Hannah in this season, but I mean, in this episode. But I don't know. I mean, it's definitely an interesting love story if they they end up all all the way together. But I think I don't I don't know if they'll get to an engagement. The one thing that I noticed with the two of them throughout the season too is um, whenever they greeted each other, he was a, she he always said she looked beautiful. He always she always said that he looked handsome. And every other person, he would be like, "You look great," and I'm like, "That's what I say to my aunt." So <laughs> I <laughs> I felt like there was no like real romance um, between anyone else other than physically, I guess, with Rachel um, that was as strong as him and Susie. Um, Mm. So I did think that they were going to end up together prior to all this turmoil. Um, But with all that being said, I I mean, I'm, I'm happy they got back together, I guess, because he was going to be completely SOL in my opinion, um, because no one in bachelor nation was going to want to date him um, (laughs) except for, and and I now forget her name, whoever shot her shot and here I'm, and 
Um, I mean, even in her conversation, as much as she said, I don't think you're my person, and I think it ends here, I think that the rest of the conversation was still a positive one. Like, she kept being like, you're Mm -hmm. such a good person. I think that you have a great heart and all this stuff. So it wasn't like any negativity other than I don't think that this is right right now. Um, It sounded like a final it's not right in general but um i wasn't shocked that it turned around so i i'm happy for them i do think they have a people are going to question it and they're going to have a little bit of a target on their back for that for a little while but it was definitely cute when she said oh we're going to have a little bit of backlash I'm like sweetie cute. <laughs> um l- l- it won't be for me because you know apparently i'm I'm the Clayton apologist, uh, but already, like, as she was, like, reading it in live time, I mean, Twitter was just like, no, what are you doing? We trusted you, like, all this. And, yeah, I, I mean, listen, we'll go to get to predictions here for them in a second. But what I will say is I actually feel like the finale got everyone, sort of like everyone got what they wanted. And I think yeah. it worked out for the best because – the the crap notwithstanding, I mean, sort of by the end because, yeah, obviously it was terrible how Gabby after and Rachel the final rose. after thank you because Gabby and Rachel got to tear him to pieces like shred mm-hmm. him and just the just the audience was able to to enjoy it like it was a Roman Coliseum like everything was great, um, and we all got to watch him get broken up with by Susie and see his heart shattered in a million pieces so we got to see him. Like we had to see Gabby and Rachel, but, but then standing in the rain. <laughs> yeah, and then at the end, Clayton and Susie are together and they're happy, and we have what the the show is supposed to give us a, a couple at the end. So I understand the pitchforks are still going to be out, but I think ultimately, the now the mean you know the ends don't justify the means, but the end I think was kind of okay for everyone. Every, yeah. every everyone's happy now <laughs> <laughs> and that's the question so we do this at the end of every season when we have a couple to talk about we have clayton we have Susie. they're moving in together in virginia how long will they last katie um i'm gonna say i'm gonna say less than a year but i'm gonna say like 10 months but I, I'm not sure if they'll ever get to an engagement, but I think they, I mean, after all of this, like you have to at least give it a, a pretty good try. I think. I'm going to go with a solid two years. Um, I think that I think, but I do agree. I think what's going to happen is that they'll move in together. It'll be solid, but it'll fizzle over time. Um, I mean, it's kind of, to me doing a little bit of a Caitlin and uh, Sean thing, uh, Sean Booth thing, and they'll probably live together, but then their lifestyles may pull them apart eventually. I'm thinking like a year, like a straight year. I think they'll last through the bachelorette. And while it's hard to imagine him making any sort of appearance there because the, obviously the, the two bachelorettes, which we will get to next. Um, he shouldn't ha- watch. 
that season. Not only should not watch, but I'm thinking he shouldn't even be on it because as we've seen, they love bringing back people even if they dated them to be on these shows and like, no, let them be. But I think it'll last through this this season. I'm sure they'll get some Instagram ads to sell while they live tweet or whatever Um, or, you know, live gram. But I think, yeah, I think like a year. I think this time next year is when we finally get the, you know, oh, we're still the best of friends, but we just think we're better apart. That leads us to the historic announcement um mm-hmm. because when jesse said that you know we're going to announce the next bachelorette and it will not be gabby you could see sort of the internet starting to implode already but then of course the twist is it's both of them and i went through a bunch of different emotions here because at first i thought they were doing the same thing they did with Katie and Michelle, they were just gonna have two different seasons. I'm like, oh, enough of that already. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought they were gonna do throwback Caitlin, Caitlin. Caitlin and oh. Britt. Yep. I, oh. I was like, don't do that. That that talk about cringe. That was cringe. Like you don't pit women against each other. That's a but here's the thing. No matter how unless they set this up with two houses of two completely separate men, how is this not pitting them against each other? I, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, we'll have to see how this is. I mean, it sounds like they don't even know yet either. <laughs> um, I mean, Jesse definitely doesn't, but um, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see. I like I that he, he specifically made it sure that the whole season, so we don't have that of yeah, oh, yeah, which, choose one. Okay. Yeah, the whole vote. Like, did you you didn't watch that season? I didn't right? watch it, but when I started watching, I went through sort of the highlight or lowlights. And that was one. I just couldn't understand why anyone thought that was a good idea. Yeah, like Um, when they like casted their ballots on the first night. Well, so but that's the thing. Do they get the same thirty dudes and they get to pick? Like, okay, you pick, then you like a fantasy draft. I don't know. You go, then you go, and you you belong to me. But I just I don't understand under any circumstance other than if there are multiple houses how it isn't exactly what they both just had the biggest issue with is it being just a competition of women against yeah. each other. I just, well, cause, cause the way, cause I thought it was like, Oh, we're not going to know until it starts, but just fine. But then he's like, there are 30 men out mm, there watching. True. So then I was like 30 for each or <sighs> that's a lot of, of men to, to keep track of, but like, or just 30 and how is it going to be divided? Or is it going to be like, oh, let me steal you for a talk and then like back and forth. So I I think that their respected leads, like I feel like sometimes like they don't care how, how a season turns out really like for the person and it, it's all for the views and it's always just for, you know, views and audience, but I feel like Gabby and Rachel are are respected within Bachelor Nation, especially after tonight. So, and they have, they don't have too many vocal haters, I guess, right. out there. Absolutely. Um, so I, I think that hopefully some people, some producers will be looking out for them. Um, and it won't be such a, a bloodbath, mean girl, pin each other against each other. I mean, I do think you saw it with the first time Clayton broke up or, well, 
the rose ceremony from hell. Um, we'll call it that. When Gabby came back and apologized, I loved that when she when he she apologized to Rachel for making her wait and making her not know what's going on. Like she had no apologies at all for Clayton, and she shouldn't have, obviously. But she just turned and they had a moment. I loved it. And they're um, just constantly like, "Are you okay?" Like, yeah. And they, yeah. you saw it when they announced them both being the Bachelorette. They're like, "I'm so excited for you," and now I'm excited for you. And they like had such a cute moment together. I would be really surprised if they let producers pin that, pit them against mm -hmm. each other. Um, especially Gabby. I don't think Gabby would stand for that. Um, yeah. And so I'm hoping that's not what happens. I don't know if they're going to like, you pick 15 and you pick 15. And if there's some overlap, then we'll figure it out. There. I don't know what they're going to do. But yeah, I'm really interested to see how it's gonna I, I was just so relieved when he said that we're gonna get the whole season with them because yeah. i was Same. like you like nowadays i feel like you can't have men vote <laughs> oh no, god and like even just... though i that caitlin i i don't know wasn't even that long ago but i feel like times have changed just oh, so 1, much like, mm -hmm. like you can't have 30 men like cast a ballot in front of the ladies to see who's going to be the next best. No. <laughs> I think that was so messed up. It was they just picked so, the right choice, but it yeah, was agreed. It, but it's just it's so bizarre that in a season that the hallmark is dude doesn't can't make up his 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 damn mind, and ABC follows that up with not being able to make up their own damn mind, where they just say, you know what, we can't choose between the two, so we're just going to choose them both. And yeah. I just have this awful feeling that at some point, and again, we'll see, but I just have this feeling that at some point we're going to have these two disagreeing, fighting, whatever you want to call it, over a guy. And it's just, it's going to be awful and they don't deserve that. And it's just, after watching what we just watched, I just, I have the worst feeling that they're just going to be put in this awful situation. Yeah, I hope not. But we shall see. And we and didn't give us, we don't have a date. We right? do have a date. Oh. Um, they didn't say it on the show, but um, one of the creators afterwards said it's July the 11th. So we oh, have, wow. we have quite the break. Um, but if you I think mean, about I it, don't, I don't hate the break to be honest. Oh, God. Like, it was nonstop break. for a, like, <laughs> I don't know how long. It's <laughs> I mean, it's been a while. I know you really enjoy seeing my face every week, but um, we're sick of each other. No, yeah, it's been it's been it's been a while for sure. And so back to back to back. To but back. if you think about it, even July 11th, if there's like a three month gap from finale to airing, mm. um, hold on, six, five, four, we're in three now. They're gonna have to get like moving quickly. So at least yeah. we should at least have the details soon and hopefully they will calm, you know, irrational people like me down of thinking they're, they're just setting these, these wonderful women up to fail. Um, and just so calm us this, down a little. Is this going to overlap with a paradise or is there no paradise? When did, yeah. When did paradise start last? That is a great question. Cause um, it's usually odd. Uh-huh. But yeah. if, if July, this is going to take us well into August, unless maybe they're pushing Paradise to the end of August 
and then into September to help them out a little while they have to wait. Because remember, then the long break becomes after the new year. Until January, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe. That's fair. A lot of questions that we need answered. Mm -hmm. Come on, on, on finale night, yeah. we need to be walking away with answers. I know. I know. And we don't We're just have left them. with more questions. Um, and one final question before, in case you have anything else. Um, Jesse, first season as host. Uh, and we know he's now hosting The Bachelorette as well. There will no be, be no more special guests of uh, our our, our fav favorite uh, former Bachelorettes. It's going to be Jesse Palmer. Jesse Palmer's host. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs sideways? I think thumbs up, actually. I didn't have too many expectations before um, just because I felt like he was so he was so removed from the franchise um, like he wasn't really always involved too much in it um, since his time with it but I pretty solid job I think yeah, I thought I it was weird that like last night when they had Caitlin just like sitting and they just like shoved her like in the audience and I knew I know she was in the hot seat and she answered some questions but like I felt like that was kind of like we could have done without those whole segments by the way those yeah, were, like, totally useless yeah I was I felt I like felt bad that like they just like threw her in the crowd and were like you're no one anymore um but yeah I mean I'll miss them but we um as we found out of like a month ago, Tasia's taking some time just away from Bachelor Nation as a whole. Um, just a break, like not ending it forever. Um, well, even said, if she said she was, Cassie said she was and she was sitting there. So, I mean, yes, yeah, true. we'll see how that goes. Yeah. So, um, I, I mean, I can, I can see why she's not doing it. And Caitlin, I, she's touring with oh, yeah, she's, stars. So has like, no shortage of things to do. Yeah, she's she's crazy too. So um, I don't. I thought I didn't have too many expectations for him, but I think he did a pretty solid job for for a season like this. <laughs> like this is pretty out there. Yeah, Emily. I agree, I, and I liked. He's like a calming presence, which I liked. Um, my one piece of feedback is that if you're going to have a host, don't have your contestant look exactly like him. Yeah, it's awkward. I know we've talked. I'm sure you guys talked about it, but I. It's just that's super random that it played out that way, in my opinion, and yeah. it was weird to watch. Um, but other yeah. than that, no, I thought he was a good host. Like he, there was structure there, which I I feel like if you don't have a host or you don't have a consistent host, it tends to lack. Um, and yeah, I had no qualms about how he handled anything. Yeah, the twinning was definitely off-putting for sure. Um, but overall, I think calming is a perfect word. Thank you for coming up with that because as much as pre whatever he did, Chris, uh, as much as we liked Chris, there were times where he was just like, ah, like mm -hmm. running a hundred miles an hour. Hurry up. <laughs> yeah. He was, yeah. he just had too many times where he was running a, a million miles. going to propose or not. Like and, basically yeah. what he said to me. Hurry up. <laughs> At zero po point was Jesse ever worked up. Mm -hmm. He was mm -hmm. just okay, what's going on? Talk to me about it. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. I know this is hard for you. Okay. And, and then as soon as like, like with the, the ultimatum breakup, he just like, she's here. Boop, I'm out of here. So yeah. he, he knew he, he was there to move things along. Except not... he was the one that kind of started like, Oh, you should be a hundred percent. transparent. <laughs> That's true. 
He kind of started the downward spiral. But well, if he would have actually been transparent. didn't follow through, exactly. <laughs> and so I think um, I, I'm with you. I didn't, I didn't really have a, a ton of, I, I wasn't negative about it. I just thought like whatever, but I thought he handled himself well, especially tonight because you had obviously just a heartbroken lot. women ready to finally uh, unload and he handled it super well. And I think Chris would have been more of like, whoa, whoa, it really seems like you're really getting, ex oh my, do you, do you need a minute? Do we have, can we get someone over? And he just never lost yeah. any of his That's chill. Pretty, yeah, pretty Which solid. Is good for a first time host too. Yeah, in the worst, <laughs> worst type of season to be thrown into the fire. But yeah. uh, I thought he handled it well. Um, before we, we close this season, um, Katie, is there anything going on in the world that wasn't Clayton related? Um, I I actually don't have anything second week in a row. Um, everything was basically leading up to this finale. And um, I posted it on Facebook and, and Instagram, but uh, all the Bachelor Nation, you know, past leads, how they, they hyped up this episode and because they all got to see it before it aired um, so they could have people believe the hype and, and everything. Um, so yeah, that was, that was really it. That was all, all the, all the drama and, and news was focused on this, this episode. And I will say, I don't know about you guys. I did think, cause listen, I opened this up by saying this might've actually been the most dramatic finale in bachelor history. So I, I do think it lives up to that sort of hype, but I thought the way they built up the first two hours actually didn't because as crazy as it was, I was no, like, it didn't. I kind of was expecting it to go even more off the rails, the way they were sort of overselling it. Yeah, I, I did too. Um, clearly the last two hours, Oh my God, just, you know, head exploding emoji for sure. Um, but well, it was especially because Gabby didn't leave. I exactly. think. I think that if she left, then yeah, that's, but also like, can you blame her for leaving? You know, like no, you were kind of expecting her to leave. Um, so, but because she stayed, I think that kind of made yeah, it. By the end of it, it was taller. just like a normal rose like, ceremony. Oh, okay, so she right. stayed. Yeah. Like you that got was a rose, weird you that got a rose. He, okay. Yeah, that was, I found it weird, by the way, speaking of that, that he asked her again. So that he could say yes. I mean, I don't know how else they should have handled it. I don't have a good answer for that, but that felt weird to me. Yeah. He goes, I can't, and then I think he, I think he had to, like I think yeah, you have no, to. I, I don't. I get that, but I you have to verbally say I will. Yeah. Otherwise, you're out of here. Take the rose or leave. Like going back, like even the last one at Susie, like. Which I thought I was nervous. I thought a ring was coming, but she knew um, though. As soon as he started walking away, she's like, "It's not a ring." So yeah, clearly they yeah. had that conversation. Oh, I like, I don't him. care if Neil Lane flies in like through the roof. In no way is there is yeah. an engagement happening. Like that's not happening. Right. Yeah. Oh geez. Well, listen. This was wild. Um, at Bachelor Podcast, so you can uh, yell at me for being too too kind on Clayton, um, and or to tell um, Emily and Katie that they did a great job. So Katie, as always, week in and week out, thank you so much for, for getting through this incredible season. Thank you. What a ride. And what a ride indeed. Emily, thank you for jumping on the finale here. Uh, incredible insights. Happy to join. See you guys. Oh God, not till July. What are you going to do? 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.